0: Welcome all survivors, helpers, and allies of sexual trauma. This is the FOF podcast.
1: We help match you with resources for your sexual trauma healing journey. We want to help you increase your confidence and handle life the freak out free way.
0: We are Claire and Dr. Sadal, two sexual trauma specialists and resource matchmakers committed to your healing and ours. We tackle S trauma topics in a way no one else does. So we will
1: listen to you later on the FOF podcast. Hey, y'all. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the FOF podcast. I am Claire and I am here with Dr. Sadal, of course. Yes. And it is Friday afternoon. And y'all, we have been sitting here trying to wait for trains to go by and the, the air, the, the person
0: blowing the leaves to finish. Yeah. All the things all have been that, happening all the while we have been trying to record today. That is the funniest. <laughs> so accurate.
1: It's like we're recording today. It is going to happen. All right. So welcome to season three. And this is we're only doing two topics this season. If you have listened much to season two, you'll know that as we went into season two, we decided to start doing two or three topics to kind of structure the season. And so this season, we're doing trauma informed care. And we're also doing military sexual trauma. MST. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I brought this topic to us to the discussion for a lot of reasons. And one of those is that, you know, we are as people and therapists not in the military. We have a lot of questions about how things happen with people who are in healing who have been traumatized in an S-trauma way and how we can kind of step in and connect people with either resources, obviously, because that's why we're here, but also to be pondering this topic in general. I live in San Diego now. There's a high, obviously a high military presence here. And we hope that addressing this topic will help too. If you're, if you also are not in the military, might stir some things for you, but if you are or have been, that we can bring a topic to the forefront that I don't, I mean, I don't see it talked about
0: very much. Not at all. Not at all. I have lots of family members who've been in the military, close friends and family members who've been in the military. So I have a a very small glimpse into the culture of military, but not a very clear understanding of how individuals who've experienced sexual trauma within the military culture, how that's handled and how they're served and how they are supported in their healing. And so when you brought this topic up, it was intriguing and interesting to me because of those reasons. We always talk about sexual trauma as it relates to cultural culture, whether that's a microculture or a macro culture, We talk Mm -hmm. about it as it relates to gender, race, as it relates to society, familial work culture. And so this would be Mm -hmm. along that same lines of sexual trauma as it relates to military culture, because that's really what we're talking about. How is it addressed? What are the experiences and how can individuals who either have family members um, who are in the military and have experienced sexual trauma or How can individuals who are in the military and experience sexual trauma, what are their resources that are available to them that maybe you've been afraid to ask about, have not got information on, um, and you just don't know what to do? And that's kind of why this was important and interesting to me for us Mm -hmm. to kind of bring on for this season.
1: And I will also point out, you know, we like to highlight the voices of men and boys and the masculine experience. With S trauma, because there is such a there is still a lot of stigma, which impacts reporting. So obviously, the military would be a space where yes, there are plenty of um, well, it's still primarily men. In the military. So this is an area where we can sort of do both at the same time. So we're going to talk a few minutes about this and just sort of set things up for the season as we do some interviews and talk about some aspects of this over the course of the
0: season. And we want to hear from you. So please comment, comment on this um, episode and let us know your thoughts and resources and what you think is important about this topic, because that's kind of what we're here for.
1: Exactly. And, you know, we are probably most active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so following over there and, and engaging in the conversation there, which is Reset Trauma Unstuck. And we invite you to, to join there. And you can also leave a voicemail, anonymous even, and leave questions or thoughts through the pod page. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave links and all that good stuff. So where I wanted to kind of start is <laughs> like what are our particular takes or our views on military resources for for MST for military sexual trauma overall? And I will say I am I was actually born on an army base. We didn't stay in the military, but there were some. <laughs> some approaches to my, 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 my raisin that were very structured and what have you not to go into I that. I love that approaches to
0: my raisin. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. there were some influences in my raisin. Mm-hmm. So I have, cyn- I have a cynical view of not the military, but on the resources that are provided to veterans and those coming out of, or even going into war and situations that are potentially traumatizing and Mm -hmm. clearly traumatizing. Mm -hmm. So I, I I can get on a soapbox about how the VA may seem. and, And these are my, I'm going to say, you know, these are my impressions and also things I've heard from other people. There are certainly people I've heard from and worked with that have have received services, but there are others who feel like they have fought their lives to try to get a scrap, get a crumb of services after they've already provided parts of their lives and, you know, sort of contributed their mind, body, soul, and and life force to, to this country. You know, I think service members are often treated like trash. I'll just
0: sum it up that way. Agreed. Absolutely. agree. I think we probably have similar uh, mindsets as it relates to that. And so that's one of the reasons this was really important to me is because I already have an idea that folks aren't getting the services that they need in the way that they need them for whatever reason, in other areas, right, not in traumatic experiences, but in other areas, I don't think that people who have served and veterans are getting the services that they need in the way that they need them without a lot of red tape, without a lot of time and energy and effort in ways that aren't really feasible for some people. We always talk about the mindset of someone who's experiencing sexual trauma and sometimes or has experienced sexual trauma and how sometimes it's difficult to navigate those feelings and know exactly where to go to get the resources or to get the, the what you need, right? So that's why we're here because we know sometimes it's difficult and we're here to provide those resources and guides. But can you imagine, I can't imagine being in the military and having those things not readily available to me or having to sift through things in order to get the resources that I need. I think one of the things that was shocking is when we were doing our research for this season, it took me, someone who is not currently in a trauma mind, right? someone who is fairly able to research things, (laughs) it took me in circles, in circles, in circles, just to find out who and where do I get information if I've experienced sexual trauma? How do I get help? Where do I go to get this assistance? Who do I contact? It was almost like going to links after link, after link, after link, but not really getting anywhere. And I remember Claire and I, were um, we were together, of course, talking about this. And I, I kept, I was like, I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated. And I'm not even seeking the services. I'm just trying to find out where the services are. Can you imagine being someone, you know, who was actually seeking the services and feeling as so though you're kind of jumping through, jumping through multiple hoops and really not getting anywhere? It's discouraging. And so that was the thing. That was the other thing that kind of prompted me to say, this is something that we act even need to bring up and have a conversation about and provide a space for and allow other folks to come on as guests and provide us with information, provide us with their experiences and and guide our guests and our listeners to what they need to do if this is them or someone that they care about.
1: Right. There were even slogans on the kind of the marketing stuff that I was just like, this is laughable. Like there is no way that that this is what is believed and practiced it felt like when you're dealing with an insurance company and it just sent they just send you in circles until you get frustrated enough to quit and i don't know if that's a fair assessment i don't know we'll see and and i will be honest i hope i'm wrong
0: i, was saying, I want to be this wrong, is wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: and that it's changing uh, but services should not be hidden. They should be easy to access and available. They should also be available without fear of some sort of retaliation or punishment.
0: Right, right. Which is what the feeling I got, the feeling I get.
1: I think you said it felt like gaslighting. It felt like gaslighting.
0: That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like gaslighting, like running in a circle, trying to get to something, but never really getting there. And then it almost is as though, the the messaging was, you don't really need it,
1: or you shouldn't need it. You shouldn't or need it. You're there was there was something that said even if you've been through this, you can get through it. You can you, it you. There's resilience here, and it had the it sort of smacked of you know this is horrible, but if you're if
0: you're strong enough, yes, that was what I was going to say. It was the if you're strong enough. I thought, wait a minute. I don't know if that's how it was meant, but that's how I took Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I take it. Like, wait, if I'm strong enough. So if I'm not strong enough, then I'm weak and then I shouldn't be weak. If there's a whole lot of connotations that kind of go with that whole. whole Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, you know, this is, we've just had, you know, 10 minutes of very uplifting conversation, right? (laughs) All right. So let's shift a little bit. (laughs) So MST refers to, and we are going to use some of the, you know, the big key words here. So take a breath. So MST refers to SA, sexual assault, or being threatened or with sexual harassment experiences. It can include sexual activity during military service in which you're involved against your will or when unable to say no. I will say I I did like some of the language of how they characterized it because beyond just either obviously physical force, sometimes there is no physical force being used. There's coercion and pressure to engage in sexual activities. You may have also, someone may have been threatened with negative consequences for refusing to cooperate. Or it may have been suggested that you might get faster promotions if you do the thing or better treatment. And this is all, honestly, this, this reminds me of just corporate ladder climbing and abuse of power.
0: Abuse of power, yes. yes.
1: Yeah. It involves uh, sexual activity that happened when you were not able to consent, such as being asleep or intoxicated. Mm-hmm. How much do we need to be highlighting that message? Anything that falls in the ca- category of being unwanted, unwanted physical or sexual touch, feeling threatened, or unwanted comments about your body or sexual activities that you might find threatening. So these are, I just wanted to kind of bullet bullet point some, I know that's a lot of, you might've heard, you know, (laughs) in, in the middle of that and tuned it out and that's fine too.
0: That gives the official kind of definition of how sexual trauma is defined in the military and what MST is that way you will know the context of the conversations around this topic throughout the season.
1: We did find a a couple of fact sheets and survivor stories. There's a podcast called Make the Connection, and they have some survivor stories. There was also a 2018 study that we looked at with VA services and use of non-VA services as well among female veterans with uh, military service in Iraq and Afghanistan. So this is kind of where we're hoping to expand we're exp- hoping to expand on these this idea and also talk about the nuances of impacts of mst on veterans highlighting how certain impacts may be unique or intensified due to the power dynamics sexual trauma in the workplace is part of this because it is their workplace mm-hmm. the secondary trauma of denials and gaslighting and some of the ramifications socially and financially. So this is big. It's a, it's a, and it impacts a lot of people. So, All right. So thanks so much for joining us for this overview. And we welcome you to listen to the rest of season three and go back and check out season one and two. We are excited to feel like we're getting in a little bit of a flow here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much. And listen to you later. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Follow or subscribe for notifications to upcoming Freak Out Free resources. Reviews are always welcome, so we can keep doing what you enjoy and tweaking the rough edges.
1: We would also love to hear from you. If you want your question answered live on a future podcast, go to our webpage linked in the description and click leave a voicemail on the right side of the page. Or post a comment on Instagram under this week's episode, at Reset Trauma Unstuck.